Good morning. Hey, brother. Long time no see. Yep. It's been, man, I don't even know how long. Yeah. At count the days. At most a week. At most a week, yeah. 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 A week feels long. <laughs> it's felt long. Yeah. Time, time's always feeling long. So, uh, so uh, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. I just feel so fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Feeling, How feeling, are you? I, I bet you're feeling more awake than you normally are when we're doing these things. Yeah, yeah. About yeah, uh, yeah. maybe like a. Uh, it feels like it's an hour or so into my day instead of just starting my day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so we, I, we, I wanted to kick off or maybe you wanted to kick off i don't even know uh but mutually we wanted to kick off a conversation on our favorite controllers or or what we like in controllers maybe i don't know i definitely wanted to kick that off i would say let's uh why don't we let's let's kick it off so 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 back in the day uh you're using an atari for the first time did you feel anything was missing (laughs) um (laughs) more than three colors on the screen (laughs) background music but the controller was fine, right? It, the controller was really miserable. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> even make any sort of joke. You know, it's funny. I actually did play. I don't know what your experience was. I played like NES before I ever played Atari. Yeah, I think I did too. Yeah, and then um, I had a cousin that was much older than me, like in his like twenties, which at the time was like whoa, like you know, I'll never be that old. Um, and <laughs> yeah. uh, he had an Atari, and so I remember like being at my grandparents' house and they did not have a Nintendo and being bored and being exposed to the Atari. And it was like this magical blast from the past, weird like thing, right? And it was fascinating for me at the time even to like observe the uh, evolution of technology. Um, mm. And I mean, you can of course see that in the controller, which is our topic of the day. Mm. Um, I would say I can see what you're hinting at. And I do think very strongly that the D-pad must be one of the greatest inventions of Nintendo of all their inventions. You um, so you obviously started with the North American systems, right? You know, like you weren't like weirdly into a Famicom or something first, right? Weirdly into, <laughs> not like now where I we- am weirdly into it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, I I bet I was exposed to clone Famicoms much earlier than most uh, North Americans, but yes, NES was my first exposure. If if you're referring to the uh, the hardwired controllers on the Famicom, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just kind of. I don't know, jumping around mentally, I guess. Because for, for me, I think it was probably Donkey Kong. The arcade was the first game I played, maybe. Um, like which, ever? Which was, yeah, I think so. Like, I, I think I played that at a campground when I was really young. And, like, I'd ha- have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure that had a joystick. I'm certain it had a joystick. I mean, the second one had a joystick. They had joysticks for a long time. I feel like the arcade never really dropped the joystick so much. Yeah, well, I mean, it. I guess it made sense. Like, just the overall design of the machine, it didn't really make sense to have like a periphery sticking out at first. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it totally had a joystick so and one button. So, I remember being amazed when I played a game for the first time, and it's this giant like, I don't know, uh, carnival like experience where it's it's a machine at a location that you have to go to as opposed to having something attached to your TV. Yep. Um, yeah. But, but uh, like ergonomically, I didn't enjoy the experience. It's funny that, I mean, I don't like it. 
the the joystick and D pads are very different things, kind of right. And they they like to this day, people who play fighting games still use the joystick, right? Like I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure even like people who are playing like Street Fighter Five or whatever are using a joystick. Yeah, and it, I get it. Like you, just the way you can move back and forth without wrecking your thumb and so forth. Like there's applications for it, but I think as like just a a straight standard input, especially with like when you look at the library of games that exist. So many of them are so much more suited to uh, a D-pad, which I mean, I think is also why they were able to just do joysticks in the arcade because they would just have the game, either the game is designed more for joysticks or it's just like you say, like it's just this box at at a location somewhere that you go to and like it's just this very enlarged, like it's not like a handheld controller, it's just this big thing and so you you get this very arcadey style experience by having this big joystick to grab. Um, but like the D pad was just great, like great f- for what it was. Right. I think, mm. um, take the arcade experience and go home. But then now that we're home and you have more time and you can play RPGs and you can do these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, here's this fantastic controller. Boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I really liked that on, um, on the, the Nintendo like, I mean, I remember it, like, hurting my thumb a little bit because it's, like, very rigid plastic. <laughs> I feel uh, that way now more so than the time, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but, yeah, there, I, maybe I, I, it's hard to tell whether it's, like, a chicken-egg sort of experience. Like, that. that's kind of what I got used to was using those D-pads. And all of the games were kind of built around that. Like, there were all these two-dimensional side-scrolling mm-hmm. games where it's very clear that you want to go up or right or down or, or maybe even diagonal or something. And it felt like exactly that style of input really made sense for that. Well, I think that was the beauty of it really. Um, it, it kind of, it like helped you hit those card, those directions that were accepted by the game with high accuracy. Right. Um, you weren't going to be like on a joystick. It's very easy to kind of hit the joystick at a direction that is just in between right and diagonal upright and then the game makes a call on what you actually put whereas like on a d-pad that direction doesn't even exist to hit right you're probably just going to hit right when you when you try and do that and so the game will just accept that as right 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 i wish i had uh, had the foresight to to get this all lined up there, there's actually a book that i had started to read recently um i am error oh <laughs> i read that yeah 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 that was a fun book i read yeah, that they, forever ago yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I'm like, I'm not that far into it. I'm, I'm still talking, reading stuff about like Nintendo sprites and stuff right now. But I, I'm pretty sure I was reading something in there about how like, the Game and Watch maybe was like built off of being a calculator, <laughs> and so that's kind of where the D pad came from. Was that they were like doing these, like non analog signals that were like, doable with like the, replacing the, the the programming on a calculator to, to be like a district uh, discrete directions and interesting uh, I would have thought probably too that the d-pad was a cost-saving measure yeah well I mean it was cost-saving in the sense that like the 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 boards that they were using like for the whole architecture were based off of calculators oh, like, right cost extreme <laughs> cost saving yeah yeah so so that's that's kind of where that started was the, the game and watch and then it eventually migrated down to Nintendo uh the the entertainment system or Famicom. It's interesting if that's why they went or maybe that's why they started looking at it or I don't know there's probably like a lot of uh 
uh, engineering decisions that went in there, but like the end result of the D pad, I think was just so fantastic. So uh, <laughs> whether it's for, for cost saving reasons or because it suited the architecture they'd, they'd gone with as a base, um, I don't know. I, I just think it's definitely one of Nintendo's grandest uh, uh, baby step forwards, baby steps forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to apologize now for any noise. I have a, a kid that has woken up. So. <laughs> Always great to. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I found that right here. Um, so, on page twenty-four in that book, it's uh, an iconic element of the Famicom controller was a similarly repurposed innovation. Yokoi first devised the Plus controller, as it was originally known, for the Game and Watch conversion of Donkey Kong. The gameplay of many Game and Watch titles took place on a single horizontal axis, and thereby required only two buttons for control. Uh, I don't know if I if I just read the whole thing, it'll it'll get excessive. But yeah, that's um, to replicate this movement on the Game and Watch. The handheld would have needed five individual buttons: four for directional movements and one for jumping, to prevent uncomfortable button crowding while still accommodating the handheld small footprint. Yokoi devised a novel controls solution for a novel game. Uh, so, early console controllers like the Atari were all uh, using like joysticks, but then the the plus directional thing was like a, a nintendo innovation yep um okay um and uh uh i mean we can look at the history of controllers and see that they basically never looked back and so accepted that was the right <laughs> direction yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um what, what's what's interesting is the the one thing that i, I just kind of took for granted because i grew up with the nes was that they had the cord coming out of the top of the controller? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's definitely exceptions to that, but was that an innovation at the time? Well, the Famicom did it differently, right? Like the the cable was coming out of the side of the controller for the Japanese console. And, and it runs very short, yes. And I'm looking at the Sega Master System right now, and they did the same thing with the cable coming out of the side. And it, it, it's like, it feels like such a bad design. I can't believe anyone... In, did it i i'm guessing i mean imagine a world where there's no controllers like the nes controller is yet to be invented and you yeah. just invented it like i can it, it seems outrageously silly now like just totally yeah. bonkers i can see at the time like there's probably there probably wasn't even a concept of like this is how you would hold this controller or like yeah like, like they, they you can see they, like people like pinching the controllers with their two hands kind of instead of gripping it yeah <laughs> it's like no one knows that that's that's not how people are going to end up using it well, apparently, like, uh, I don't know if it was Kmart or what at the time, uh, they apparently had, like, training videos for their employees to show customers how to hold the controllers and stuff. Right, yeah. Um, another thing, I think people, a lot of people look at the Famicom, and just as you have right now, it's like they kind of scratch their head at, the like, the position of the wiring where it goes into the controller and the fact that they're hardwired. But it's easy to forget that um, the NES came out two years after the Famicom, mm-hmm. right? which really is an eternity. I mean, they could have taken all the feedback from all the people playing it. I mean, it was, and it was a hit, right? Especially, I think I'm air actually goes over some of this, but um, not that I was conscious of what was going on at the time. Actually Famicom, I think was March 83. It came out. And so more than two years. Wow. I think the NES was November 85 or something, whatever. Anyway, quite a time gap. And so you can see them just taking a lot of that feedback and applying it and improving the design actually for the NES in a bunch of ways. And so I think that really came out with the controller, both with the wire placement and the way they were um, disconnectable and so forth. Um, so 
yeah. And both, both controllers had a start and select and neither yeah, had yeah. a microphone. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the, the microphone was doomed for its international release from the start. Yeah. Seeing it was as it was a karaoke supporting mechanism. Yeah. 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 No, nobody really understood that it was used to uh, weaken an enemy in Zelda. I mean, they left it in the instruction book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I grew up with the NES controller, but uh, I never uh, enjoyed the, the, the rough uh, corners on it. I, I remember having sore hands as a six-year-old. Well, that's another really funny thing, because I kind of don't. But now it's so obvious, right? Like, I, especially like if you just held even a Super Nintendo controller, like yeah. for like ten minutes, and you go to the NES controller, it's definitely like it jams into your hand, right? Definitely, yeah. undeniably. Um, but I, I think that's another thing where probably when they made it, there was no other. I mean, I mean, imagine it's 1985. Like, if you don't like the NES controller, go find me the ergonomically comfortable one that you want to use instead, <laughs> right? Like, there's just nothing out there that they could even compare to. So, yeah, like the the. Master System controller looks very similar to the Nintendo controller. one. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar. It jams <laughs> into your hand. It doesn't make very good use of the uh, of the real estate on the yeah. plastic it has. Like there's just less buttons, and then the yeah. D pad is awful, and then the cable is awful, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks awful, and it's ugly. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, I I'm largely. I mean those those early controllers felt awful and i feel like nintendo's done some awful controllers in the meantime too like i remember the n64 controller being just like very unwieldy <laughs> can i i'm gonna i'm gonna spoil the whole thing and i'm gonna go through what i think is the best controllers i, I yeah. it's an extremely boring answer but really like the main line of like kind of whatever system was popular at the time i think a lot a lot of the time that was the company that was getting it right and so you yeah. see this clear progression that's excellent in my opinion from original nintendo which I think as a basis for all future controllers was fantastic. And yeah. you know, with Super Nintendo, which made much better use of the real estate of the controller. So now you have the shoulder buttons and you have more options for your right thumb to hit. And it's also made some strides uh, ergonomically, like it just feels great, to yeah. the PlayStation controller, which now is even better ergonomically. It's, it's starting to introduce analog inputs. And then from then on, for me anyway, I would just go with PlayStation controllers. I know a lot of people like the Xbox, uh, what, 360 controller or whatever. I personally like that. Like, no, I, no, no, I, no, A lot of people like the Xbox One controller. I can't comment on the 360 because I haven't used it. I Maybe that's true too, but like, I mean, think of like computer games. Oh, no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt. You were right. The, the 361 was where like a lot of people started liking it. I was thinking original Xbox. Oh yeah, no, not the, it was definitely 360 as as the go-to controller for a lot of people for a long time, even on the PC, which yeah. is fine. I mean, I think it's I don't think it's a crazy bad controller, but yeah. um, that was that to me is kind of the line that made a ton of sense. So it's really easy to look at Nintendo and scratch your head because the NES controller felt great, the Super Nintendo felt great, and then I feel like from then on Nintendo was all about making like you know different from the status quo or different from mainstream or let's be quirky and cool. And it started with Nintendo 64, which was such an awful controller. It was such yeah. an awful controller. Like I just don't know what they were thinking, even now. <laughs> yeah, the, this I don't know this weird concept of like having the middle part to hold on to. It's like it, it was confusing. <laughs> I have kid noises. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, I can hear. <laughs> um, the I, one thing I've always found confusing is this tendency for controllers to be designed in such a way where your 
you don't grip the hand in a symmetrical or sorry, you don't grip the controller in a symmetrical way. Mm. To me, that feels very natural, intuitive, normal. That's, that's what I like about PlayStation. Well, I, I'm, I'm actually accusing PlayStation a little bit of the same thing where like, I think, so they had, I think the original, original, original PlayStation controllers lacked mm. the analog um, sticks, right? And then yeah. pretty quickly, I forget what they called it. Maybe that was the first DualShock controller. Was the, that right? The DualShock, I think, was the first time where they had the, the dual inputs. The... That you could press the analog controllers? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever. When it, Their first controller with the analog stick, that was, you know, it felt great. That was the first time they really landed on their kind of quite close to final design feeling controller um, compared to those very early ones that didn't have that. And so they didn't change the position of the D-pad, and yet most games chose to, like, they opted to use the analog sticks as input. Um, and so what you ended up doing was you took your left thumb and you kind of moved it downwards and lower than like where it would have been on say Super Nintendo. And mm. I just felt like for, for that era, like you were either doing that on PlayStation or if you were one of the weird kids and had a Nintendo 64, you were forced to do that. Your left hand was like closer to your right hand and mm -hmm. but lower. Like you held the controller in this weird orientation where your left hand is just diagonally to the left and down. Yeah, right yeah, hand. yeah. Um, and it still continues a bit to this day, I think, like where well, it's just kind of standardized and having the analog stuff there. Well, I think, I think what's interesting is we, we've gotten to a point where I feel like you can kind of see the evolution of the controller as the games changed, but you don't necessarily see the evolution of the games as the new controllers come out. I think uh, that's more true of recent controller changes though yeah yeah so so that's what i'm kind of getting at is like if you look at the like the prototype sony playstation was supposed to work with the super nintendo yep and so i'm like i'm looking at a picture right now from den of geek.com slash games slash playstation hyphen controllers hyphen history um and and if you look at that original prototype it's a super nintendo controller and so it made sense that when they went into their own hardware, it's a refined Super Nintendo controller. Like yeah. they have the D-pad, no joysticks, and and your four face buttons, and it's it's got a nice grip. It it felt pretty good at the time. Like it felt like an evolution, as you said. Yeah, definitely an ergonomic and, step forward. And then when they got into having the joystick, suddenly that was like seen as like an extra, and then. Like for games like Castlevania Symphony of the Night or whatever that were in that era, you're still playing it with the D-pad and you're still holding the controller symmetrically. But it's like as all the games come out, now you're holding the controller kind of asymmetrically, I guess. Well, I feel like to, to your point, which is an interesting point about like what like the controllers, controller design following the games or game design following the controllers. I feel like, sorry, I've. This is yeah. going to be our loud episode where I have kid noises. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, uh, and I lost my point. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I, I feel like back then, like Super Nintendo PlayStation was kind of when the game, like the controller design led the games a bit. Like you had mm -hmm. Super Nintendo now, so companies were making games and they were slowly learning to, to maximize um, the control scheme for their games so you could use all these different buttons and, and like do all these different things. And so a lot of the early Super Nintendo games, like they didn't use the X button at all or like, whatever right um mm -hmm. and then in the playstation era when they when they came out with the analog sticks it was cool to use the analog sticks all of a sudden so games that mm -hmm. didn't even necessarily need to use it were suddenly using it if i recall i think final fantasy 7 did not use it and then 8 mm -hmm. did 
Um, uh, it's been so long, I don't remember whether it forced you to use it. Um, but yeah, I, uh, 7 definitely didn't use it. Yeah, I think 8 used it, and it felt natural to use it. It was just like the, the, the placement of it was so weird. But anyway, yeah, there's just like games that didn't necessarily need to use it because they were more symphony of the night ish where like that that control scheme would have suited it um i just found that i don't know i just people kind of did jump on the bandwagon a little bit with that so so i think that's what's interesting about where the xbox controller developed is they kind of started to realize that the analog input was more important yep and so they tried to move that so that it was you were holding the controller symmetrically as you're using it like the joystick is up top at the same like your thumbs are in the same location. Yeah, which I actually liked. I don't know how you feel. I I do like it, and and to me, the the problem that I still have with that is that most three D games I want to control the camera, and I I feel like I'm doing that a large chunk of the time, and so my the the thumbs are still asymmetrical, like the. I'm keeping my thumb down and it, it kind of works for first person shooters because, uh, because of your right thumb. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it works for first person shooters cause you can move around with your joystick. You can look around with your joystick. And most of the time in those sorts of games, your trigger on the shoulder is your action button. Yeah. I don't like it for a lot of like 3d exploration games where you're like interacting with stuff with like square or X. Yeah. Uh, because you can't like comfortably move your camera around and interact with stuff at the same time. Yeah. Good point. Really good point. And, and that's actually something that I I've noticed very recently because I've played through both of uh, some walking simulators, like what remains of Edith Finch. Right. And, and some more actiony stuff like ghost of Tsushima. And that's on the PlayStation controller that I played those. And they made the trigger button, the primary action button. Like whenever you're interacting with stuff and, you're using your trigger. So yep. your hand is on the PlayStation controller gone back to something that's very symmetrical because you can keep your thumbs anchored to those two joysticks at all times. And you yep. know, then you're interacting with your two index fingers. And it to me, th- that is a fantastic control scheme. I love it. I fully agree. I mean, I, I'm, I have mixed feelings on the game, but like that was the control scheme used in uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which I played through on the on the PlayStation Four, and so uh, PlayStation controller, same deal. Totally get you. Um, totally hear you. Uh, good point. It, it actually calls up to a point where, like, <laughs> I mean, I think the ultimate controller would be one. Uh, like, there is no ultimate controller, right? Because mm-hmm. there's different games, and so like, how yeah. do you solve this problem? Like, it's kind of a hard thing to get exactly perfectly right because you, when you design the controller for your game, you don't even know if in the next few years there's going to be like. A change in what type of games are popular or, or what what type of games will flourish on your system necessarily yeah unless you have uh i was almost thinking like if they had the controller <laughs> like imagine it, it like rotated or something like you could literally crank the controller and change the location of the two uh like the d-pad and the analog pad to suit the yeah, game, yeah, yeah. Right? something like that well i find that i find the switch kind of interesting um, switch is interesting with, yes. with the joy cons the joy cons are a nightmare <laughs> Seems like you you're one of those people that's one of many certainly one of many that have had problems. I've never had problems. Maybe I've just been lucky. I have problems with them for several reasons, not just um, the drift. Yeah, so I mean, I I like them. The, there are games where they they are great, like like the the Let's Go Pikachu games, for example, are great because it's like you can like 
use motion controls with them like you're throwing pokeballs to catch pokemon and stuff and it feels nice to just hold on to a single joy-con in the uh i guess it's vertical mode where it's like the way you would normally hold it not like an nes controller right yeah uh, so there's some games where that feels great but i have two major problems with it one is that they went the xbox route and they made the two hands asymmetrical yep yep i don't like so that much. so when you're playing single player or sorry when you're playing two player and each person has just a single joy con the two controllers feel completely different like there's like a big gap between the joystick on player two's uh hand like between the the edge of the controller and the joystick mm-hmm. versus like i don't know it it feels really weird that the two controllers are suddenly asymmetrical when you're holding them in the horizontal position i think that's really weird actually to be honest um another thing that's really weird is that like the the first joy con has arrows on the buttons and the second one has letters on the buttons <laughs> yeah no it's so really really weird that it splits in two and then there's two basically different controllers for the same system and and well it's also problematic because like there's letters on the one but they're expecting you in most games to hold it horizontally so the letters aren't legible <laughs> <laughs> good point yeah so then like what's extra weird is that like a lot of games will like give you ui prompts and they'll tell you like press a or press b or something and then it's like if you're holding it in the horizontal mode with just a single Joy-Con and your first player, you don't have any letters there. So you're trying to figure out what the hell it is you're trying to press. So it's like, it's a, it's a UI or nightmare. Yeah, they probably didn't think through that too well when they were designing it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that a lot of games I've noticed do to get around with that with their UI is when they're telling you what button to push instead of saying press A, they'll like give you four circles and they'll just highlight the circle that you're supposed to press. Yeah. Okay. And, and that to me feels like a really great, like universal display tip that could be used for Xbox, PlayStation, everything. Like if you did that, like you never have to question whether it's a triangle or a Y or an X that you're trying to find. I fully agree. And part of it is because I still, to this day, refer to the, like that, kind of diamond shaped four button orientation by the super nintendo letter names yeah um which is different than the xbox ones and so then when the xbox controller was like the standard controller used across all of whatever the indie game industry it would always mess me up it'd be like press y and my instinct is just to hit super nintendo y but that's x so that's mm-hmm. super nintendo x right um or like even the playstation like circle square triangle to this day i'm still i just think in my mind it's just burned into use the super nintendo letters so some kind of visualization solves this problem explicitly right mm. yeah there's there's a definite confusion where people have had like the ouya controller for example <laughs> yeah <laughs> has has the o on the bottom versus playstation o on the right and yeah yeah some yep. games have a on the bottom xbox and a on the right nintendo it's like it's it's frustrating um so i mean i, f- I feel like that's a large part of it is like uh the the controllers probably can all be suited for like a specific purpose. Like, I don't know, even if you go back to like the Atari thing, having just the single joystick, like if, if I'm playing like a flight simulator or something, like having just a single joystick could feel great. Um, yeah, uh, it's just kind of limiting. I mean, I, yeah. I have a few opinions there and I'll say one more thing too. Like, I think like you, you, you hop to switch. So you've skipped a bunch of Nintendo yeah, systems yeah, yeah. in between that, 
could be very well worth highlighting for their controllers, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is basically every system they've come out with from GameCube, Nintendo 64 to GameCube to Wii, Wii to Wii U. Yeah, all of them. Um, but uh, uh, GameCube particularly, for example, like I don't know how you feel with the GameCube controller. I, I'm used to it. I'm, I, I mean, I didn't play anything really other than Smash and, and uh, uh, but Mario Kart. But that's the thing. I, I think it, it's... Like it's characteristic enough that when you design a game, you have to be very conscious of how to, like, you either design its control scheme very specifically for that controller, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you suffer for it, right? Like it's it fails at being a good like generic controller. I think there's also things I really don't like about it. Um, I I've always found it really weird, like the position of the Z button or Z. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you're playing a game, Smash Brothers is a good example where you want to use that Z button it's in the top right and so you need to use your right pointer right and so like mm. your the thing is your finger is on the the r key for the most part and mm. the r key has this um concave shape to it so to switch your finger from the r key to the z key to hit it quickly it's very difficult to do because you can't really just like kind of slide your finger over you have to like lift it up way off the r so you can get your finger up mm. over the the lip of the r r button to reach the z key yeah, and then it's worse to go back because, like, you could kind of slide it up and off the the R key. It would be uncomfortable, but you could do it. But then to get back from Z to R, it's a literal wall. You have to lift your your finger up and over. And anyway, there's other things like that I could pick on the GameCube controller for. But like GameCube controller seems to suit Smash Brothers really well to me. But it doesn't really mm-hmm. like. I find it like I wouldn't program it like i have it connected to my computer for example but i wouldn't play like celeste with the gamecube controller It'd just be really weird yeah the, um, oh man the, the d-pad was just awful on that the d-pad was awful yes the d-pad was very awful and which is weird like i, I don't nintendo just makes some weird choices but um and nintendo 64 was similar where like the controller was just very maybe characteristic for certain games but didn't work as a standard controller right yeah um and so i don't know i, I can see like I feel like they designed it to have a controller for Mario 64, which is fine, I guess. I don't know. It's weird to me because like it goes back to how they made arcade games. Like when you made an arcade game, you ship the game in a giant cabinet, and so you would have a controller that matches that game perfectly. To yeah. me, if you're selling a video game console and you want a controller to come with it, you like the sensible thing to do is to make as general a controller as you can for the type of games that are going to be released in your system if you make a very characteristic controller, it's inevitable that there's going to be games that is just doesn't work for at all. And it, to me, it's, it's a very problematic approach. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's, it's kind right. of a shame that there, there aren't like more options. Like I, I never played Wii U. Um, so like the idea of having this tablet never really seemed that relevant, but I have played DS games where they've got the little touchscreen on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can completely see it being cool to have games that are built around that, where you could have like a, a different display on one screen than you do on another screen. <laughs> it's funny when Nintendo DS came out, I remember at the time thinking it was the dumbest gimmick ever. There's two screens now. Okay. Who cares? But like, I think they made really good use of it. And in yeah. retrospect, I don't think it's in like, I don't think it's incongruent with my point I'm trying to make. Cause I actually feel like the touchscreen, especially nowadays in, in 2021, we can look at that as being a very general purpose thing. It might've mm. felt kind of avant-garde in, 
whatever year it was that DS came out, 2005 or whatever. Um, but uh, uh, you basically have a fairly generic control uh, controller pattern with a touchscreen in the middle. Like to mm -hmm. me, that's that's very general. And I think it succeeded because of that. Like you had games that didn't really use both screens, right? And then you had games that yeah. were fully based on using the screen. And so like people had a choice to develop one or the other or kind of a, a hybrid between them. Um, I, I don't know. I actually felt that was a, a very effective control scheme in retrospect anyway. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I can't get... Um, it's hard when there's something that's like work-related I want to bring up. <laughs> yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> or person-related. Um, so our common friend. Yeah. But, but I, I think it, it could be interesting in some sort of a game where, I don't know, if you've got like a, a, a journal or, or something in it where like if you had that touchscreen, you could like write and take notes and stuff and, and or have like a, a game with a map where you could be like, I think Zelda. I was going to say, this is like well, Crystal Chronicles, right? Yeah, well, like Crystal Chronicles. And I, I think. Uh, Four Swords. I think, um, Sorry, that's Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and Zelda Four Swords. I think. Both yeah, did that. I, I'm thinking if Phantom Hourglass, I think, did it, where it's like in the, you could take notes on your yes, map. Yes, you could. You could write the map. Yeah. That's kind and of I, I feel like that is a mechanic that it could be used in a lot of games, but it's also like a pretty niche thing to, to build a, a touchscreen system. For, was, right like yeah i mean wii u was the attempt to take ds and make it their main system and it was yeah. very much a failure and so i don't anticipate we're going to go back to that anytime soon plus i mean cost wise you just see i guess i guess i'm kind of lying like switch is that isn't it I, can are you able to like i don't know if you're able to have the switch you're not right you can't you can't have it both on the both tv, on the TV and, and, yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah yeah which is you know it's it's kind of a shame. I'm surprised they didn't make that a possibility. Um, but maybe they, maybe they were just so uh, devastated by uh, the Wii U that they they needed to make sure it was different. Maybe maybe we'll have to uh, read up on it. I mean the the, uh, the Switch as a console has been fantastic. I, I I'm pretty happy with it, but. Um, but yeah, there's, there, there, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's definitely a large part of it where it's like you, you know, some controllers feel better than others, but some games make better use of the controllers than others, uh, which which I guess is the thing. Like I don't know, I, I played through Cuphead recently, and it's one of the few games where I customize the the default controller layout to to be something else because I found it unplayable with the, the defaults they give you. I almost always customize controls, actually, if I'm able. Um, the the way they start off in uh, in Cuphead is that you're using the D-pad to move around. It's it's eight directions. You jump with the bottom button on the PlayStation controller, the X button. Okay. Sorry, sorry, cross button. Um, you shoot with square, so it's you know jump and shoot are right beside each other, and then you can switch between your weapons with the the. Uh, shoulder buttons you can lock onto enemies with another shoulder button and you dodge with the triangle the top button mm -hmm. and to me it, i felt like i could not dodge like there's lots of stuff where you jump and then you want to dodge and having to switch my thumb from the, the the cross up to the triangle the bottom up to the top just felt super uncomfortable mm -hmm. totally so so like i i swapped it so that um 
I dodge with the trigger button. So that way I can jump and shoot with my thumb and whenever I need to dodge, I can use my index finger and, and I can easily do that as I'm doing the other actions. I uh, go ahead. So, so it's, it's just interesting. Like it's, it's, that's not a problem with the controller. Like that's a problem with the developer making a choice that isn't as comfortable as it could be. It's a weird choice to me because I mean, the, the trigger buttons are always available. Like there's nothing else for your, those fingers to do except hit those buttons. Whereas your yeah. thumb has to maneuver between all these buttons in the front. And so like, I think, I feel like a lot of games fail to account for that. Like mm. it, you should, if you have, like if your game only has three actions to me, your natural mapping should be like something you hit with your thumb, something you hit with your left, uh, whatever, um, either index or whatever you prefer to use. Um, and whatever you hit with your right index, right? Like you could just, mm. Like requiring you to move your thumb around to me really sucks. Um, the way you've described it, it sounds a lot like uh, on the Rockman X games where yeah. um, I think the default, I forget what they had the dash as it was Y or something, but I always switch that to L and it's infinitely easier to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That was the exact same. And maybe that's where they're getting it from. Like, I feel like it was jump, shoot and dodge on Rockman. Mega Man was all on the same mapping. And I remember not knowing that you could customize <laughs> the controls on that. And I played it with like this weird oh, claw grip where my index finger game. was yeah. on the top button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, no, I mean, to me, if you think about it, you have these fingers. If you could, I've almost thought of like a controller where all the, I'm, I'm not saying this is a good idea, but like yeah. maybe if you pulled it off in an amazing way and designed it really well, if you had a controller that effectively like all the buttons are on the back and like your four, like the uh, except for your thumb, your other four fingers would like wrap around, and they'd each have a button to press. Um, like I could see a game where that would work really well because you'd you'd have ten actions you'd need to do, or maybe nine actions, and then your left thumb would be movement or something or whatever, right? But like you, those four fingers just would be ready to hit those actions in any combination at any time without moving around on the controller, right? I uh, I recently moved my office stuff around, so I can't find it from my chair right now but um somewhere i've got an oculus controller mm -hmm. and and i feel like those oculus controllers are great like i i mean if i were to compare those to the joy cons i i would happily be playing these games with a an oculus touch controller do you think it's because of the button orientation yeah um i mean it also just feels really great to be able to like squeeze your hands around the controllers yep, yep. and to be able to like you know have the the sensors around that can like detect your movements and stuff like there's there's a lot of benefit to like being able to play like a, a bow and arrow type game or something or a boxing game or something and, and be able to swing your hands around and independently from one another uh and then like, I feel like there's less buttons overall that you can press, but there's like some gestures, I guess, depending on yeah. like how you extend your finger out and stuff that lets you grab onto things. And yeah, it's funny. I really do feel like we could revisit this topic in uh, five years and it's yeah. going to be laughable the things we're talking about now with buttons and <laughs> cord lengths and stuff when you know, yeah. the future is going to be all touch screens and waving your hands in, the, in whatever, uh, like to make gestures and so on. Um, I mean, I don't think it'll entirely be that way. Like even now there's games I want to fall back to basically like a Super Nintendo controller to play yeah. because the D-pad suits the game or whatever. Um, like Celeste, I, I'm sorry. There's like, I, I have a eight, what is it? Eight bit do or eight bit do or however you say that controller yeah. modeled after the Super Nintendo. I just could not play that game on an Xbox controller. I think we had this discussion. Yeah. 
Um, that said, I think you can look at different D-pads. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm really hopping around through topics, but I, my favorite D-pads, okay, sorry, sorry. My favorite D-pads are um, the ones that actually do break it off into like four separate buttons. Like I think the PlayStation did yeah. that because um, it's very easy to hit the discrete buttons and have them be the direction you want them to go in. And my, yeah. my least favorite are the ones where it's like, it's not even a, a cross shape. It's like a circle. Mm. which is like the, the, the Sega master system, Sega master systems, awful controller, or uh, like a lot of systems do that. The, the older Xbox controllers do that. Yeah. It's just awful. I, I'll try and hit left and it just, I don't know. Part of it too is the design of the games, right? Um, like if you're playing a game on an emulator, it's interesting because if you think of how, like when that game came out in whatever year, like if it's an older game, um, they, the developers, of course, knew it was on whatever system and the person would be playing with whatever controller. And so it was easy to say, okay, if you want to go left, left will do this, right will do that on an emulator if you have a modern controller. And it's up to the designer of the emulator too, maybe. But I find a lot of the times it's like you'll you'll move maybe more of an analog, either an analog stick or, or more of one of those circular uh, D-pads. You'll hit, say, left on it, but you're actually not hitting exactly perfectly left. It's like kind of at such an angle. It's like, you know, yep. 90% left, but slightly upward. And so for an emulator, it'll say, oh, this person's hitting left and up. And your yeah. character will jump, even though you're not hitting up. You're not doing it like a Street yeah. Fighter or something. Like, come on. Or they'll duck and just stop and you'll die. Um, so I think modern games will say, okay, well, they're basically hitting in the kind of the leftish direction that's left. Whereas yeah. in the older games, you have to somehow convert that signal back into like the hard set directions, right? And so yeah. Celeste is a good example of like just a game that is more recent, yeah. but like it's control its control uh, scheme just suits that older or like a different style than what is conventionally normal. So I think even as as controllers, like if we get into this world where it is all like gestures and touch screens, there's still always going to be a place for, for the, the D-pad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think you were using the 360 controller for, for Celeste, which is more of that rounded... I was. That's the one, thing, yeah. and and I remember being so confused with that because you were talking about how awful it is to play with the Xbox controller at the time, and I was using an Xbox One controller, and I was finding it completely great because it does have like those more discreet yeah. button clicks as you go in unique directions and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I had the opposite thing where I was like, "How can you stand this? I yeah, have yeah. no idea how you can casually say you have no idea what I'm talking about. I completely am perplexed by this." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like I really enjoy a lot of the Switch stuff, but I feel like I would enjoy it better with a, a an Oculus touch controller. Yeah. One thing that's kind of interesting, like you were saying, like, I don't know, we might look back in a few years and think this is kind of laughable and stuff. It's like, I'm looking, I've got the, the DualShock, uh, wait, the DualSense controller in my hand right now, the, the PlayStation 5 controller. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty great controller uh in my opinion um, yep. they do a lot of stuff in it that is kind of unique um like that they've got programmable pressure sensitivity in in the triggers yeah so cool. like for example like you could have something where it's like emulating a, a camera for photography and like you can slightly press the trigger button down a little bit and then there will be some resistance after like you've pushed it down a couple millimeters and then you can click through to actually snap the photo as in like the physical um, the physical button like the way it behaves is programmable yeah so so it's like you can emulate like that 
feeling that you get with a, a film camera where it's like you, you press it part of the way to focus and then all of the way to take a photo and stuff. And yeah, that's neat. Like, like you could have something where like you're ringing the bell on a bicycle, for example, and it has like that constant little friction things as you're pulling the trigger all the way through. Right. Yep. Um, so there's like some really nice feeling stuff that you can do with that. Um, and, and like, there's a lot of, uh, variety in the sensations you can get from the, the haptic feedback and stuff. Like it feels like a nice controller. Yeah. Um, I tend to play with headphones, so I don't notice this feature very much, but it is also kind of cool that the PlayStation four did this too, where they've got a speaker on the controller. So you could have like, I don't know, like footstep sounds or something coming from your controller, whereas like other sounds are coming from your TV and it, it gives you more of a three dimensional feeling. That is cool. I mean, I'm chuckling a bit just because I remember when that came out on Wii and everyone was excited about it way yeah. back when. Um, but it was kind of neat. Even like the speaker sucked at the time and like, yeah. they used it to make the Zelda sword swing noise, I think, and some stuff. But Yeah, it's like I, I feel like it still takes pretty creative use to make use of the feature because the speaker is so terrible. and Right. But it's there, right? Yeah, but it it it. I don't know. It's weird because it feels more immersive when you're the one with the controller in your hand. But when I'm sitting on the sofa next to my kid and he's using the controller, it feels really weird hearing the sound coming from him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, of course it does. I, I mean, it's designed for that experience, presumably, right? Like with that yeah. assumption in mind, not without like worrying too much about like people watching, which is another thing now that we have like uh, streaming as a thing, any sort of like feedback that is part of the controller that adds to the experience is of course totally lost on any observers. Right. Yeah. So like, even like I was going to say one thing that was worth highlighting, um, going through the history of controllers was, uh, the rumble pack on the Nintendo yeah. 64, which at the time you either thought was the dumbest thing ever, or you saw that they were starting to come up with these really new creative ways to, to have like feedback back to the player yeah. to like make more immersive experiences in retrospect. I think it was neat. Um, and then it got kind of standard across controllers yeah. by maybe the PlayStation, what, even late PlayStation 1 era, I guess. Uh, um, definitely the PlayStation 1 controllers had the rum the the two different um, uh, motors in them to rumble at two different intensities. Huh. I don't remember that. I remember it being in the PlayStation 3, but I don't remember games before that. It was, I'm almost certain in PlayStation 1, definitely at least in, no, no, it was like Metal Gear Solid 1. The heartbeat, your heart is beating and your controller is shaking. It was definitely in the PlayStation 1 controller. I have to look it up now because, yeah. You don't trust oh, me. Well, no, I did PlayStation 1 have Rumble. Yeah, it did. It was a feature it, of the DualShock controller. So I I guess that's the problem is that when I owned a PlayStation, I didn't own the DualShock controller. Oh, I was I, I so owned that controller and I so thought it was great. <laughs> You needed it for Metal Gear Solid, man. The 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 heartbeat and the the tense parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I I guess that's the thing is I I didn't have the DualShock controller and I just must have a bad memory or or maybe the games I played on PlayStation Two were all just like, um, didn't Final Fantasy it. and stuff that didn't <laughs> yeah. use it. Um, but the the one the one feature that's weird on the the PlayStation controllers is this little touchscreen or touchpad thing. Um. I find it really awkward to use because it's like my controllers are spaced. My thumbs are already like perfectly spaced when they're on the joysticks. Yep. And then I have to like reach up and over them. I have to change like 
in my wrist the way that I'm holding the controller to even access it, and it just feels awkward. Uh, and I feel like that's that's part of the advantage that you get out of like the the Oculus controllers is like those gestures doesn't force you to change anything in your wrists. It's like you just move your your entire shoulder and arm around, and you can get that sort of gestures and swipes and stuff in that feel quite natural. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. Like I also find that weird like panel thing on the PlayStation Four controller really awkward. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I guess I see it as like them taking all the the real estate on the controller and just making it useful as much as they can. I do find it awkward. I I prefer not to use it. I find it weird when games do use it. It's such um, a huge, disgustingly ugly button for user interfaces. <laughs> like whenever anyone has to show you what button to press and it's this big weird press rectangular area, thing yeah. <laughs> i was gonna like user interfaces i mean the controller itself to me honestly is kind of ugly like i think the the controller we were just talking about for playstation yeah. original playstation dual shock controller looks nice if you saw that sitting on the table you'd be like whoa cool playstation is it uh, the playstation 5 controllers look a lot better i think but playstation 4 controllers to me look ugly i'll say that there there's a lot of people that were angry at the playstation 5 controller because it like looks like it's wearing a pair of overalls and I'd have to, like, I don't have it in front of me. Like, you own one, of course. Um, I yeah. have to review. I, I thought it looked, I mean, anything looks better than that original prototype uh, boomerang uh, yeah. PlayStation 3 controller. <laughs> uh, I I wish I had have been able to try that. Dude, like, I mean, like, maybe it was great. I don't know. Like, it they made this shape arguing that it was, like, super ergonomic and it felt great. But then as soon as people saw photos of it, they're like, no. They're so upset. Yeah. Hashtag not my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just, yeah, they should have put prototypes everywhere. I, the, the backlash against PlayStation 3, I think, was part of, was just, like, so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you, you had to, you if you were against anything about the PlayStation 3 you were against everything about the PlayStation 3 right like it was just such a botched announcement or whatever that yeah. everyone just wanted to hate every single thing about it and so I think they they kind of found themselves in a situation where there was just no hope in a way yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I should be fair I, without having the controller in my hand it's hard to make any sort of call it did look kind of funny and the jokes were kind of funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's it's bananas that it was like so poorly received that they basically just like revert it back to an upgraded playstation 2 controller yeah i know like uh, absolute revert yeah yeah um yeah that's 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 basically all i got though is like i feel like the playstation 5 controller actually feels really nice to use touchpad yeah kind of kind of difficult to make use out of um I very much like the playstation 4 controller and so i'm i'm just kind of guessing that i would like the 5 based on the fact that for the most part I've liked the whole PlayStation series, but I would have to uh, hold one and use it to make any sort of real judgment here. I think, uh, I mean, we're, I know we're coming up on time. I think we would be remiss uh, if we failed to mention two more things. Um, one, That's I just want to... Ver- well, no, that wasn't <laughs> exactly one, though we could we could throw that in for, for chuckles. Um, I was just going to say, I found it really interesting, actually, like that the handheld consoles, like Nintendo's handheld consoles, um, like never really i don't understand why i don't have a handheld handheld console that's basically like a playstation controller um it feels like nintendo in general never really went with like the dual shoulder buttons or like a lot of the the later kind of ergonomic choices that playstation has made i feel like when you look at the xbox controller the series of xbox controllers and the series of playstation controllers they're obviously conscious of each other and making design decisions to try and kind of one up the other while nintendo's just kind of walked its own route but nintendo was always the king of of um uh 
the um, portable consoles. And so, like, of course, we got Nintendo controllers, which I don't know. It just would have been neat to have more, I guess, um, con- like like a PlayStation controller mm-hmm. on a on a portable console. And you almost got that with uh, the PSP, which yeah. had some of its some of its some issues of its own. But like, we never got the cool like analog controller buttons. I don't know. It's just I, I think it's it's interesting that the controllers seem to have lagged on the portable consoles to me. Well, it's interesting because there's people that have been made uh, peripherals like that for phones. Yeah. Uh, so you can you can plug like a phone into something that and and there are I guess people have done that with the Switch too. Like you can get third party Joy Cons that do feel a lot like a, a PlayStation controller. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know why that wasn't an approach they took. Like, yeah, if you remember Game Boy Advance era, they came out with Game Boy Advance, and we talked about Game Boy Advance recently. And they're putting basically Super Nintendo titles on it and porting a lot over. But the controller it had shoulder buttons, which was awesome, but it only had A and B. There's no X, mm. Y, and so like you had to get creative with your port to like remap the buttons into this this more limited space. But why? Why? Uh, to me, I mean, maybe it's like if you hold an original design Game Boy Advance in your hand, there's no reason there couldn't be an X and Y there, right? Like it's not a space issue. The thing is bigger than a super Nintendo controller. And even with the screen, there's a lot of room to have an X and a Y. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird choices to me. Um, cost savings or something. Who knows? I feel like the game gear felt better than the, the game boy for it, that reason. Yeah. Like, like, I guess that was maybe, I don't know. Maybe the, what were what were those ones that would come in like cereal boxes where it was like a tiger electronic yeah yeah the tiger ones like 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 maybe those were kind of the start where it was like the screen in the middle and the buttons on the sides and it it felt good to me i don't know yeah i agree i I liked i liked the little nub thing that was on the psp the the joystick that was like uh, oh yeah yeah I remember when it came out, and I forget one of the buttons was it like the the leftmost button, the Super Nintendo Y button had like like the way it was designed, it would catch when you try and push it. I think they yeah. fixed that pretty quick for like the second release of the system. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking at that now. I guess oh the the DS Lite didn't have a joystick, but what about the 3DS? Uh, 3DS XL. Yeah, it's yeah, got like they're... a little. It, it had a weird joystick on it too i, f- I feel like i had a, a problem where my thumb was constantly like slipping off of the joystick i'm not the biggest fan of that joystick for sure i was but gonna yeah. say i know we're at time here but um i think we should mention the uh, the xbox uh what is it the immersive controller or whatever they call it the one that's designed for accessibility i haven't used it I haven't used it either, but you know, I, I have like, my hands are really sore. Like I probably have some sort of weird pre-arthritis. And so I had this idea almost for like a startup or for like a, a spin-off product to make like this controller that was honestly basically exactly what Xbox went and did, what Microsoft went and did. Like that was my idea, man. But seriously, like when I saw they came out with that, I was like, oh, like I, I can't believe this didn't exist for the last 20 years. Like it just seems to make so much sense to me. Yeah. Um, and so I myself haven't used it, which is weird considering how excited I was about it. But I think it's an awesome idea. Uh, maybe a future episode we could uh, play with it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I almost feel like I should pick up one of those at some point. 
Uh, I just don't ever use my Xbox. <laughs> well, it's I think it's general purpose, effectively. Like you can use it for whatever indie games and, and whatnot, like connected to a, a gaming on a PC, PC or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've honestly thought about it. I play Smash Brothers now, um, still like Melee. I know <laughs> it's it's not really kosher or like tournament kosher to go with like a different controller, but the GameCube controller, first of all, they break so easy, and second of all, it just hurts my hands. And so, like having that option to go with that kind of thing is just uh really really cool to me and i think when they came up with it they were if i recall correctly like they were they were particularly highlighting like how people with maybe like deformities or other um, hand issues or even diseases yeah that, that keeps them from like using a controller like in, most of the controllers are designed to be used and they were just highlighting how it's so much easier for those people mm. um so i mean i don't know as far as like now that it's 2001 uh, to, uh 2021 and not the 80s and people actually care about accessibility and stuff like that it seems like something that should get more focus to me. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about that. I remember a lot of people were definitely excited about that. I don't I don't see any sort of options for something like that for the PlayStation Five. I don't know that it has. Can you even plug in? Can you just like plug in a USB controller and play with it? I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know. I mean, there are USB ports, um, mm. but I, so I mean, a third party could make something like that. I'm sure, and, and you think, yeah. Um, maybe the accessible. We'd have to play with the Xbox One. Maybe it it uses Bluetooth. I don't even know. I mean, I imagine it does. I mean, it's it's an official Xbox periphery. Yeah. Um, yeah, it it looks like an interesting thing to to try getting used to. I'm, I'm kind of talking. So, oh yeah, so it includes uh, Xbox wireless, Bluetooth, and USB-C connectivity. That makes sense. I mean, it's it's meant to be. Now, <laughs> you I, now should be able to use it. Now I see the word USB-C, and that is man. We are over time already, but that's already setting me off because I remember the Xbox One controllers. Uh, the Xbox One controllers and the Joy Cons both make me quite angry. Um, the the Xbox controller because it uses the micro USB connector. And like I was working on Gears of War four and we just had a stockpile of spare cables on stock because those controllers would just destroy the cables. <laughs> really? And wow. and like you could only use them for a few weeks at a time before you'd have to just replace the cable and get a new one. Um, which is absolutely terrible. Uh, what is it that breaks? Like the connector at the controller? Location. Yeah, it's it's like the same sort of problem that we had with the Nintendo when you'd use like the Game Genie or something, where it would mm -hmm. just like bend the little prongs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Only only it's like the controller itself would bend the prongs on the the cable, so then it just <laughs> you'd have a loose connection and it just your controller would stop working. And you have that problem with the Switch as well. No, the problem that I have with the Switch is just uh, I, I got angry about one controller and then it reminded me that I'm angry about the other controller. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 the commonality here is the anger. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it. the, the Joy-Con drift. Uh, it's, I, I have um, what's it, electronic contact cleaner. Mm -hmm. I, I just have cans on that on stock because it's constantly drifting. And I have to like stick the little spray bottle underneath the little dust jacket, squirt in some contact cleaner, and swirl the joystick around until it's clean. And then it'll work fine for like another week or two. And then yeah, I have that's... to do the same thing again. Like I get so much Joy-Con drift, and 
I'm not the only one. There's like lawsuits against Nintendo and stuff. It's like the the first time I had Drift, there was a class action suit, and and Nintendo was offering, okay, you send us your controller and we'll fix it for free. So I did that, and it was literally like two months, uh, and then the Joy Cons are are drifting again. And the, and by that point, like the pandemic was starting, and it's like you can't send stuff in to get fixed anymore. So that's where i realized from reading around online that the contact cleaner is all you need um but yeah i I feel like that's really bad design like my playstation 3 controllers have been used hundreds and hundreds of more hours and are still working fine yeah it's insane yeah definitely i mean i have a museum worth of controllers that work great and uh, range in age from like whatever five years to 30 so um it's crazy to have brand new controllers having issues like that even if they're more complex beasts yeah yep indeed i have two kids awake now so i think i'm gonna have to run here all right that's where well, my threshold is I'm, I'm well beyond the, the, the threshold so. all right well good talking good talking enjoy that playstation 5 with its sweet controller i'm going to <laughs> good good Excellent. all right all right brother take See care next time cheers